It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Our next speaker put three unexpected words together. And then those three words change the way millions of other women and people thought about themselves. Crazy, sexy, cancer. She's irreverent and she's aggressive and she's vulnerable and she's an absolute game changer. Instead of sitting home and crying, she stood up and she took back her life. Chris Carr is here to teach us how to have a crazy sexy life. Wow, hey everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. So I have a question for you. What does it mean to live a crazy, sexy life? Huh? Crazy is unique, different, the celebration of what makes you different. Sexy is informed, empowered, standing in your power and helping other people do the same. And life, you know this, she's our great teacher. Uh-huh. And that teacher will give you obstacles and opportunities. And it's how we deal with these obstacles and opportunities that determine our success and our resilience. Living a crazy, sexy life is about living like you really mean it. It's about saying yes and showing up for your life. Now, I teach a lot of ways to do that, but today we're going to focus on two. So taking care of yourself and accepting yourself in all your glory. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. 
The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. But before I begin, I want to make something clear. I didn't used to live a crazy, sexy life. No, no. In fact, there was a time when I was a steaming hot mess. <laughs> steaming. Like a pile of steaming hot messness. <laughs> Until a holy shizzle can't swear today. Wake-up call changed everything. On February 14, 2003, I remember writing in my journal, Happy Valentine's Day, you have cancer. A rare and incurable stage four sarcoma, which is a type of cancer. Now, I hadn't been feeling well for a while, but I was only 31, and I didn't take it seriously. But after a bit, it was getting really hard to walk and stand and breathe. So I went to my doctor, I told him what was going on, and he said, all right, let's, let's take a look under the hood. Let's do an ultrasound, see what's, what's shaking. Well, that ultrasound revealed that I had tumors all over my liver. And he said that I had so many tumors that my liver looked like Swiss cheese. More tests including a full-body scan and a biopsy. And that's when I learned that those tumors that started in my liver had spread to both of my lungs. And I was diagnosed with what's known as epithelioid hemangioendothelioma. So many syllables, so little time. <laughs> I mean, it took me forever to, to, to say it, let alone spell it, right? So I needed to get an oncologist immediately. Now. The first guy that I spoke to suggested a triple organ transplant, right? I did not know much about medicine at the time, but I knew that that was a very silly idea. I'm like, thank you, but no thank you. I am leaving with what I came with. We are good. We're good here today. The next one kept me waiting two hours and gave me 10 years to live. And I thought, this guy has a crappy sense of timing. <laughs> and that is when I became the CEO of my health, the lady boss. I would hire and I would fire and I would build the best team for my new company, Save My Ass Technologies Incorporated. <laughs> yeah. And that team would consist of an oncologist who knew the most about my disease and also had his finger on the pulse of any new research, as well as integrative practitioners who could look at my whole body, not just the cancer, 
and figure out how to help all of Chris, boost all of Chris. I remember when I finally found my oncologist, my second in command, and he taught me everything about my disease. He said, here's the thing. Sometimes it can be slow moving, and that's what we hope you have. Sometimes it can be aggressive. That's what we hope you don't have. Unfortunately, sometimes it can start slow moving and then out of nowhere become aggressive, like a ticking time bomb. We just don't know. So here's what I think we should do, Chris. I think we should just watch and wait, do nothing, and track you. What? What? No, 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 no. I don't want cancer in my body. I want this cancer out of my body. I know you do. I know you do. But there's too many tumors. We can't do surgery. And unfortunately, right now, we don't have a cure. So again, we're going to watch and wait, if you agree, track you, let cancer make the first move. But this is what you are going to do, my dear. You are going to watch and live. You are going to get busy living, and you're going to take care of yourself. Watch and wait, watch and live, take care of myself. I didn't know how to do any of that. So BC, before cancer, okay? Back it up. I was an actress and a photographer and a very talented cocktail waitress. <laughs> My idea of self-care was do whatever you need to do to not look old, okay? Don't look old, that's self-care. And my diet was based around what to eat to stay slim for my job, not what to eat to nourish my body, nourish my mind, nourish my dreams. And as a result, I was constantly dieting, constantly trying to shrink myself. Am I alone? <laughs> right. And because I was constantly dieting and constantly trying to shrink myself, I developed an unhealthy relationship to food. I loved sugar. I loved ice cream, more specifically. Yeah, love my ice cream. Ice cream was my friend. I remember there, sitting there, eating my ice cream. Hello, friend. How are you? You taste so good. And every once in a while, I'd have a mindful moment, and I'd think, you know what? You really shouldn't eat all the ice cream, because I couldn't do anything in moderation. I didn't need to have all the ice cream. Every day, a pint of ice cream. You really shouldn't eat all the ice cream. Right, okay, yeah, I shouldn't do that. Okay, throw it out. I'm not going to eat that ice cream, no. But you know what you can do. You know what you can do. You can go in the garbage and pull out the ice cream and just dust it off and keep eating your ice cream. Hey, friend, we're back on track. How you doing? You still tasting really good. But then I'd have another mindful moment. And I think, dude, 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 dude. Remember, you're not supposed to eat all the ice cream that's not healthy for you? Right, right. So I'd light a cigarette. <laughs> I'd light a cigarette. And I'd take a couple of drags. And by the way, back then, I wasn't really a smoker because I never bought my own pack. No. <laughs> you're not a smoker if you don't buy your own pack, right? You're just bumming cigarettes. So I'd take a couple of drags. And then I put it out in the ice cream, trying to destroy the ice cream. Not going to have you no more. And I throw it out. We're good. 
but you know what you can do. You know what you can do if you are crazy, sexy, dirty like me. You can get in that garbage and you can dig around. Not that, nope, dig around until you get that ice cream. And you can pull it out and you can scoop out the cigarette and scoop out the ash and you can just keep eating your ice cream. Yummy. <laughs> Finally, I figured out how to stop eating all the ice cream. You grab a bottle of Windex and you napalm the crap out of it. <laughs> I'm not eating that. No, no, we're done. See, I told you I was a hot steaming mess back in the day. So back to that watch and wait, watch and live moment. If I couldn't be cured, could I still be healthy? Could I participate in my wellness instead of participating in my illness? Yes, I could. Could I choose love over fear? Loving my body and loving my life instead of fearing my body and fearing my life. Now, here's the thing about fear. It can be very useful, right? It gets us to the hospital when we're feeling sick. It, it tells us, don't go down that dangerous road. But fear cannot become your fact. Fear can inform you, but not define you. Fear can awaken you, but not cripple you. So thankfully, I've been doing my best every day to keep choosing love. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Next stop on the love train, Whole Foods Market. Whole paycheck market. <laughs> Grab the groceries cart, just go down the aisle. Anything that's healthy, just put it in there. It looks healthy, get it, get it. That looks healthy, that's good, get it. Go to the produce, get it, get all that produce. I don't know how to make it. I don't like vegetables. I don't know that it's gonna taste good. Get it! Good for you! And I remember the first time that I saw kale. <laughs> I didn't know what was going to kill me first, the cancer or that weed. <laughs> now, this is back in 2003, guys. This is long before kale had a publicist. <laughs> kale has a very powerful Hollywood publicist today. Kale is the cool girl in the produce aisle. All the bloggers blogging about kale. Kale t-shirts, peace and kale bags. <laughs> kale was not cool back then, no. Kale was just scary. Scary. <sighs> the kale. <laughs> but over time, I started to love kale. I started to love my vegetables, I started to love cooking, and what? Taking care of myself. 
I became a student of health, and this is what I learned: prevention is the best cure. Prevention is the best cure. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't certain diseases that have genetic components, but more often than not, our genes are not our destiny. How we care for ourselves matters. So I developed what I call the five pillars of prevention, and they stem from what we're eating, what we're drinking, what we're thinking, how we're resting, and how we're renewing. Eating real food, back to nature, back to the garden. If it's a made in a lab, it takes a lab to digest. If it has a shelf life longer than you, don't eat that shizzle. <laughs> Drinking real food, vegetable juice, hydrating your body with water. Soda is not real food. I was shocked to learn that. <laughs> What we're thinking, dialing down the stress, how we're resting, sleeping, but also giving our minds mental breaks throughout the course of the day. And how we're renewing, moving our bodies through space and time in a way that you love. If you don't love going to the gym, do not go to the gym. Get your dance on. Get your dance on. Have fun. Follow your wonder. Follow your whimsy. So I started to practice these five pillars, and guess what happened? I began to feel better, even with cancer. Wow. Okay. And then I started to share what I was doing with other people through my blog and my books, and they started to feel better. Win, win. But I have to be honest with you because this is Super Soul Sessions. <sighs> I was still struggling. Deep down, I was struggling with what was going on in my mind. I still wanted to be cured. I wanted to be cured really badly, desperately. And this next piece that I'm going to share with you is very embarrassing for me to tell you. Sometimes people would come up to me and they would thank me, and they would say, "Your work has made such an impact. Thank you for writing your books. Thank you, because not only do I feel better, but I got better." And I would be so happy, like genuinely happy. But I was also jealous. Because underneath it all, I felt broken. So, around this time, it all culminated in my 10-year cancer anniversary, which is the anniversary of my diagnosis. And if you remember that second guy, he totally freaked me out. He said, "You might only have 10 years to live." So that's playing in my mind. And whenever I'm freaked out, I go to the woods. I go hiking. So I live in the Catskill Mountains in upstate New York, and I have these really beautiful trails behind my house, and that's where I figure out all my stuff. I go there when I'm sad, I'm scared, I go there when I'm happy, and I get to see all my friends. All my friends are there: the squirrels, the chipmunks. Hey, Chippy, say hi to your ma for me. The deer, everybody's there. We have a great time. <laughs> But on that particular day, I don't see any of that because I am playing. A movie in my mind, and in that movie, I am Deborah Winger in terms of endearment. <laughs> I am Deborah Winger in terms of endearment, and I'm lying on my hospital bed. I'm dying of cancer, and I'm saying goodbye to my two precious boys, my beautiful sons, and I'm saying goodbye to my mother, Shirley MacLaine. You know, we've had this very tumultuous relationship. It's been hard to heal the mother-daughter stuff. 
but we did. <laughs> Guys, you get where I'm coming from here. I don't have sons, I have dogs. My mother is a very big personality, but she isn't Shirley MacLaine. But it doesn't matter, because I'm working myself into a lather when out of nowhere, from the sky, comes hurtling down towards me this big, bright, fat, yellow, beautiful bumblebee who smacks me on my third eye, awakens me to the present, falls to his death, <laughs> sacrificing his life for my wisdom. So kind. And I start to laugh, because it's pretty funny. And I start to cry. And I think, oh gosh, what if I live a long, beautiful life, a healthy life, with cancer? But instead of making rich memories, no. I just think, I wish I was somebody else. I wish I was a girl who didn't have cancer. And that's when I learned the power of unconditional acceptance. Accepting yourself isn't about giving up or settling, throwing in the towel, no. Accepting yourself is about having your own back and never abandoning yourself. Accepting yourself isn't about amputating your ambition, it's about owning your self-worth. Accepting yourself is about respecting yourself. It's about honoring who you are right now, today, in this moment, not just who you could become somewhere down the line when we create a mythical, better version of ourselves. Huh? You see, we all want to do better, we want to be better, we want to feel better, and we can. But when we seek from a place of lack or deficiency or feeling like, you know what, I I'm just not enough, we create more suffering in our lives. When we seek from a place of wholeness, of knowing that I am already a badass, already, I just want to create some more badassery in my life. <laughs> That's when we grow in a sustainable way. You are not broken, not one of you in this room. You are not broken. I am not broken. We don't need fixing, we need loving. Isn't that a relief? It feels good to know that. It's a relief. You are already enough. So people ask me how I am today. Here it goes. I am living my crazy, sexy, big, bright life with cancer. I may not be cured, but I am healthy and I am healing. You know, curing takes place in the physical body. Healing takes place in the spirit. I used to call myself a cancer thrive, survivor, rather, but that confused people, including me. <laughs> because they thought I went into remission. And now I call myself a cancer thriver. Life is a terminal condition. We are all going to die, right? But how many of us are going to truly live? Truly live. Give yourself permission to start living your crazy, sexy life. Give yourself permission to say yes. Give yourself permission to show up. Give yourself permission to take care of yourself, to accept yourself in all your glory. 
Give yourself permission to live like you really, really mean it. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Crazy, sexy, ooh, ooh. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. At Delta, we know Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.